Welcome to Sister Hack. Do you crave candid conversation? And are you curious about how others deal with the details of work, home, family, and everything in between? Well, sisters Hannah and Rachel have conversations about the unspoken dynamics that drive our everyday lives. And we have more in common than you think. So when you listen to Sister Hack, you too can share hacks and laughs that help make this convoluted life a little funnier and a little more clear. So now introducing Hannah and Rachel. Hello and welcome to Sister Hack April edition. I am here with my sister uh, via the telephone. Say hi, Chachi. Hey, it's me, Sister Hack, um, the other half of Sister Hack. The other hack. (laughs) Here we go. The other hack. And we are back with um, a guest by popular demand, really. Uh, She was on... Um, an episode last season, and if you remember, I think it was around this time of year, maybe March, because it was all about spring cleaning. Uh, she made the hashtag decentralized cleaning supplies famous. Yes. <laughs> and today she's here to talk to us about another area of expertise, and that is Tammy Ferry. Welcome. Yay. She's our mom. It's great to be here, and back by popular demand is probably more like back by lack of access to another guest during the coronavirus <laughs> don't bring yourself down mom you yeah really all right that's true thank you it's guests. really it really is an honor especially um being a member of the advisory board <laughs> and also being um a guest again is a great honor and it was a year ago because i remember it was in february we were there celebrating your birthday hanny in austin um in, and we were we did a we recorded that spring cleaning episode so Yeah, so it's been a year, and um, a lot has changed. Namely, we are stuck in the house. (laughs) And uh, today we want to talk to you, Mom, and of course we all have our own individual experiences with this as we have three different jobs. And all of our listeners have different sorts of jobs too, so we're going to talk a little bit about meetings and then in particular moving our workplaces to the virtual realm um, and everybody's putting having a their own little ups and downs with that some people probably love it um, others probably despise it I find myself somewhere in the middle and uh, we're just going to get right into it so mom you know how it goes since you're on the advisory board we're going to start out with our hack yeses and hack nos heck yes But today we're going to do it a little bit differently since we all have our own unique experiences. We're going to ask you a couple, and then we have a couple for Rachel, and I think you guys have some for me. So starting with mom, hack yes or hack no, what do you think about a standing meeting as in a reoccurring meeting? Oh, okay. I would say hack Maybe. I'm sorry. That's just what it is. So I think that I go, I go to some standing meetings that to me are not necessary. And just because they're on the books, we all go. Um, but I also think that a series of meetings are also very, um, um, productive and helpful. And I work a lot in that world where I have sort of like these revolving tasks task force teams or these revolving teams and we around any one given problem might have a series of three or four meetings that will help to solve the problem so standing meetings no series of meetings that help to solve a problem heck yes 
Wow, thanks for that clarification. Another thing I wanted to clarify is since you have a standing desk, those actually become your sitting meetings. Yes, that's true. If it had been standing meetings, like standing up during meetings, I would have said, heck no, because I stand at my standing desk all day. And I really look forward to a meeting where I can sit around. And plus, many of the meetings I'm in, which I think, again, and you'll find out later in this podcast of the, about productivity of meetings, is we have um, a lot of meetings where we, like, need our laptops. And we need to be able to, like, be working on and looking at information and evidence as we're meeting or a screen that we can project. So until our actual meeting spaces evolve to, like, standing I say hack no to standing up meetings. Wow, there's so many ways you could take this. Yeah, she took it her own way. Advisory board um, privilege. Yeah. Okay. This is a joke, by the way. We we mom is our only advisory board member. Actually, no, that we have Anna. two. Um, Anna. Anna Allen. Adriana Allen is another. <laughs> Okay, mom, your next hack, yes or hack no, is a pre-written agenda and or you can answer on both of these, approval of meeting minutes. Hack no. So I am going to be, you are going to find this to be a radical, you're going to be shocked at how radical I am about meetings. Oh my goodness. I have found in my experience that generally meetings with agendas and minutes are not typically effective. Now I get that there there's a wow. place, place for that. Those generally are the kinds of meetings where it's kind of walk around the, everybody kind of goes around the table and reports out, takes an agenda item. Now that doesn't mean if there's an agenda item that pertains to something that's in my world, then yes, <laughs> but, but no, but my point being that, um, those kinds of meetings are really to me, sometimes stale. So I'm going to go with a hack no on that. Sorry, I know that's radical. Do you think that people read the last last month's minutes? Ha- is that a hack? I will, say, I will say, again, hack no. I approve those minutes without reading. I will be Thanks honest. for your honesty. Here's, wow. a, here's another radical. Another radical thing about, it's the transparency in meetings. And so if we're going to be, tra- I'm going to, we're going to talk about that, but I'm going to be totally transparent. Who reads the minutes? I mean, grateful for those who do, but I do not, and I approve them blindly. Yeah, and what I really dislike is someone who reads the the minutes with like a very close microscope and then brings up all these things, and then I have no idea what they're talking about because I didn't read the minutes. Um, okay, chat. Hack yeah or hack no video conference meetings. I am a hack yeah. You said earlier there are some people who love this virtual working time and some who don't. I am on the love spectrum. But pre-existing, I already, my whole team is in a different state, so I'm already kind of a video conference for most things anyways. But now that I can do it from home, heck yes. Wow, so what do you like about Um, An easier commute. <laughs> No, I mean, like, what do you like about video oh. conferences? Oh, as opposed to, face-to-face. I don't mind video conferences. Oh, okay, got it. I guess I'm just not against them. I, I don't mind them at all. I like them. Okay, gotcha. I also like in person, but I don't mind video. Okay, hack yeah or hack no working during meetings? Hack yes. <laughs> I gave this one to myself. I mom to just rolled yes. her, mom rolled her eyes. Mom! <laughs> She can't You're believe it. radical. I thought you'd support this. 
So, yeah, well, perhaps maybe if it's a great meeting, maybe if it's a great meeting, it's not necessary, but I'm always, I always multitask during meetings. Yeah. Got to have that email open. Um, email, little emails, um, posting to social media, um, <laughs> doing a little task. Oh yeah. Okay. Hannah, we have a couple for you. Okay. Hack yes or hack no. Open conversation time. Who? Um, I'm going to go with hack. Yeah. And it's mostly, uh, at the end of the meeting, but I feel kind of to mom's point about the pre-written agenda, that's when kind of the most stuff gets done. Um, the, the items that are like really important or critical for the, the time, um, it happens during open conversation time. What I need to add to that is that the moderator of the meeting needs to close off the open conversation time. If nothing productive is coming of it and um not be afraid to just be like there is no open conversation at this time but conversation closed yeah exactly closed conversation hack yes or hack no action items slash follow-up notes oh i think action hack yes i think action items are also some of the most important things that you can have Mm -hmm. in the meeting it's like it's the reason um otherwise what was the meeting for Um, if you don't have something to take away and go do and nothing, if you think about it, nothing is actually going to get accomplished in the meeting, um, unless people are able to work outside of that for the next time. Totally. All right. So I'm sure that, um, after those hack yes and hack no's, everyone is kind of just interested in knowing um, some of the unique differences in our places of work and in our actual meetings. So um, I'm going to start with our honored guest, mom, um, Tammy. Talk a little bit about your individual workplace and like what do your meetings actually cover? So yeah, so that's probably um, really good for me to give some context to my very, very radical responses. Mm-hmm. And there's we have a lot in common, actually, because we all work at a university. But between the three of us, we represent really different units of the university um, from sort of a more kind of administrative um, leadership perspective to faculty to, um, you know, to, to staff. So um, part of my – so my job as executive director of institutional effectiveness is we are kind of troubleshooters problem solvers to where we, whenever we see that there is um, part of our system, our ecosystem, so we're an entire university that consists of two campuses, we're an ecosystem, that when something is kind of out of whack in one of our areas within our system, uh, we need to go in and kind of troubleshoot to help promote and make sure that we have really um, clear and and healthy information flow. So I know that's a weird definition of what I do, but but frankly, that is my job. Mm-hmm. And I um, am always pulling together, I guess the best way to say it, meetings of teams of people, revolving teams of cross-representative, kind of cross-functional unit teams. So I'll, have, I'll be in a meeting where people might be sitting around the table looking at each other and say, I would never in my wildest dreams have thought that I would be in a meeting with these people. So it can be anything That's from, radical. yeah, it can be anything from staff, functional unit, staff, cashier, office, financial aid, registrar office, staff, to provost, to a faculty member, to an IT member. So 
because we're an ecosystem, we often have to have representatives from the various aspects of that system in order to solve any given problem because anything that any change that's made in one part of a system has effects on another. So that's kind of my context of where I come from, that I'm working in more of a dynamic meeting environment. And um, you're calling the meetings a lot. A lot of times I'm I'm the leader. So that it's really important that we also distinguish between is a person leading the meeting, facilitating the meeting, or are they a participant? I'm also invited to a lot of meetings in which I'm a participant. But I'm looking at my schedule for next week, and I see that I have an average of three to four meetings every day next week. So my life is truly, really a, a life that revolves around meeting and meetings and the communication that occurs within those meetings. Mom, it just struck me that your job is a lot like the game maker in the Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, uh, in a way it is, I guess. Minus the evil part? Yeah, minus but, the evil wow. part. Yeah. Wow, that's, um, that is drastically different than what my meetings are. I have um, three standing meetings a month, and that is the smallest group of people would be like, the um, undergraduate education meeting and then a little bit bigger is the college of ed um, meeting and then the biggest one is the faculty meeting and just as those groups get bigger um, my involvement becomes less <laughs> so mom saw me uh, do my faculty meeting the other day and you know I could just kind of I have it on on zoom and there's some things that pertain to me, um, and there's some other things where it's just kind of like, okay, that's fine. Um, I can I can work during the meeting as Rachel likes to do. And then um, the majority of my other meetings are stu with students, so a lot of advising, a lot of um, small groups or one-on-ones, helping them through um, something in my class or something in their schedule, what they have going on. Um, or with the education club, which I'm the advisor for. And that really makes up the bulk of it. Um, so it's it's very much related to my role department. Once in a while, there's something like that's kind of outside of that, but I pretty much see the same people every day. What about you, sis? Let's see. My meetings are, I have a weekly newsroom meeting where we talk about, so in my job as manager of campus communications and public relations, we're really having to like share and story tell what's happening every day on campus. And so that comes in a mix of mediums between social media, the blog, um, news relation, news media relations, um, and those kind of things. So we have to kind of be ready to chat or huddle together about things like in in an instant or in any minute. But in general, we meet um, once a week just to overview the week. And that's probably my main standing meeting. I have a couple that are campus specific um, as well. But, but yeah, I actually don't have a ton of standing meetings. But I do meet a lot because anytime someone has something that they need help with or that they need lifting up, then usually I'm like the first step to get it rolling, communicating. Yeah, your ground floor. So now floor. some questions for the meeting master. That's mom. How do you run a meeting if you're that you're in charge of? Like, what's your ideal? Okay, so this is I was actually thinking about <laughs> this a little bit this morning as I was on my run and. 
I you think your run is your daily meeting with yourself. Yeah, it's my meeting with Let's myself. And so one of the things I know you guys like the plays on words and kind of the alliterations or whatever, but there's a lot of P's. So think P's and Q's. So there's a saying of like, what are the P's and Q's? P, mind your, mind P, your P's and mind Q's. Your P's and Q's. So mind your P's and Q's in meetings. It's like meeting manners, meeting manners. Meetings matter, but also <laughs> meeting manners. But here's the thing. I am an educational, I'm an educational psychologist. And so I really am like very in tuned and interested in this whole psychology of meetings. And you girls know that. And that must be why you have me as your guest. <laughs> but um, the psychology, the psychology of meetings, like the human behavior of meetings. But here's, here are the things that I think are important for an effective meeting. And, and given again, what your audience just heard of like variety of roles, variety of contexts. We're all, you know, meetings have a variety of ways that they manifest themselves. And so given that, but this is just like the world of Tammy Ferry, mom, mom meeting master here. Um, that I think prayerfulness, so you'll notice the P's, the, the, these five P's I was thinking of the psychology of meetings. The prayerfulness is a part of it. At Concordia, we're really, really blessed to be able to begin meetings with prayer. That doesn't always happen. I don't think it absolutely has to always happen. But the prayerfulness, the pausing, and the opportunity to sort of come together around, hey, we're all in this ministry and mission together. And um, and that's really meaningful when you, especially like you were also talking about open conversation that sometimes occurs prior to a meeting, that that's important to kind of, hey, we all have this life outside of just this meeting and what's happening and coming together. So I think sort of that prayerfulness, mindfulness piece is a, is a big part of setting the tone for a meeting. I talked about, I don't really love agendas. I'm not good at those. I'm not good at setting those, even as a meeting leader. I really am more about what's the purpose and bringing folks together and saying, here's the purpose of our meeting, and this is why we're here, and here's some of the context behind it. Um, so purpose, as opposed to really like laid out agenda, and here are the questions. Here are the questions we're gonna examine and hopefully answer today. And maybe the purpose is just to have a discussion. Maybe the purpose is to come to a decision. Maybe the purpose is to solve a problem. But whatever it is, people kind of know um, what that is. And I usually include that in the meeting invite and outline that so that they, they have a general sense of why they're there. The other one is just um, another P, <laughs> preferless purpose. I was thinking, oh, politeness. And that's, again, manners. But as the meeting leader, any leader, I think, should be, and participant, to be very self-aware. And it's really self-awareness. And when I'm the meeting facilitator or leader, my self-awareness mantra is generally, my voice is the least important in this meeting. My voice is not important here. And when I go into a meeting with that perspective, it reminds me to bring out the voices of all the participants. And when a meeting is um, adjourned and there is any person that has attended that meeting that hasn't had the opportunity to talk, that to me is a, is a failure. Especially since you designed that who's going to be there. So they had a reason to be there. Right. It also means you have to monitor because sometimes those participants think their voice is the most, any one given person, you know, there's always kind of the, the monopolizers and they're not as aware um, you know, of others, that, uh, the, and, and uh, it's my job as the leader to make sure that there's e equality of voice across across the room, and, and I think that that's, that's really important. So always, always probing, questioning, asking, 
making sure, you know, sometimes in a meeting when two people begin to talk, like if I start to talk and someone talks, I always say, you go, you go, and let the other person go first. So that's, a, that's just kind of my, um, my vibe on that, on that. The other one is physical. I think there isn't something to the physical aspect of the room, especially when at Concordia we have this virtual thing going between campuses, and often the bigger group is on the, on the Wisconsin side. And it's very rude sometimes, I think, when we're um, in meetings and there's a smaller group on the Ann Arbor side and th that group is often somewhat ignored because they're not physically in the room. So the physical piece is a big part, I think, for um, at least for Rachel and I here at, with the Concordia, Wisconsin, Ann Arbor, um, uni um, you know, uh, university. Connection. Connection, yeah. And then um, I think I, I, another quick thing is politics. I mean, here's the thing. The, in, in a, there, there is social sort of social class, I think, in any entity, whether it's a, a business, but, but definitely at a university, this kind of social class, whether it's between like leadership team versus staff or faculty versus staff. I've learned that staff are sometimes e very intimidated even by deans, by the academic side or faculty, just because those folks, those academ academics tend to be very, they, they're, they're, they're very high and strong critical thinkers, they're intellectualists, they, you know, analysis paralysis, they overanalyze things and staff, aren't typically coming from that world. And so the sensitivity to how you are coming across to folks who are at a different, in a different unit and working at a different level than, than you are is something I'm really, really intrigued by and have tried to watch carefully. And I think when that kind of is leveled out and that there's an equality and a transparency and an ability to talk freely, you really get a lot done. You can really get at the crux of the problem and really where that I'm the wife of the president. And so, you know, people in any given meeting with me might be thinking, wow, anything I say could go straight to the president. And I hope that over time I've established enough trust with folks that they know that that is not necessarily, that is not the case, that, that you know, I just, you know, that's just not how I operate. So, so politics, that's another thing I think that's important to, to keep in mind as far as an effective meeting goes. I'm not sure we've so had anyone. Those, <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. those reviewing at home, <laughs> pause and pray, purpose, asking questions, politeness, a little bit of probing, physical space, politics. Nailed it, sis. I'm pretty sure we've never had anyone quite so prepared, another P, another P. <laughs> uh, for an answer. Um, and to say I'm proud would <laughs> be an understatement. Uh, speaking of uh, peas, do you have any pet peeves when you're not running one of those perfect meetings? Oh, gosh. Can I, I just point out really quickly that in our season one intro for Sister Hack, we had a couple of things that we said um, about how mommy used to hide cookies from our friends growing up, but then also when people come to a meeting without contributing a thing. Right. I know. That's that. Go back to so season true. one. So this, you know, here we are. This is our chance to, to answer this question. Full no circle. Yeah. Well, back to your guys is originally why I rolled my eyes is I don't like it when people are working during meetings. But, but again, <sighs> that's the context and I'm guilty as charged because if I, you know, if I'm at a meeting where I feel like it's mostly 
listening. Like I, this is not a place where I have participatory expectation and that my expertise is going to somehow change something at the table. I turn to, I, t I tend to tune out and open my laptop and pretend like I'm maybe taking meeting notes, but really I'm checking my email. When I'm, when I'm, <laughs> wow, good pretending. When I'm uh, leading a meeting and generally, again, fortunately, and this is with smaller groups and teams of people, and someone would bring a laptop and I'm expecting them to participate 100% and they're not, that to me is not effective use of their time or my time. So a pet peeve. That's a pet peeve. I, I like that the pet peeve fit, fits in with the P theme. Yep. Again, here, audience, pod, pod audience, <laughs> podcast audience. Podience. Um, yeah. The P's and Q's minus the Q's. This is just the P's. Thank you of meeting. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Um, also, I was going to uh, say something along the lines of um, if you are just checking your email or whatever and you're pretending like you're taking meeting notes, it's just like, don't hide it. Everybody knows what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Don't worry about it. Exactly. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, you talked a little bit about the kind of the uh, class system within meetings. What about specific gender roles? Do you find that to play a part in the meetings that you're in? Mm, I would say no. I really don't. I don't know. What do you girls think? Have you noticed that? I'd say it's more of a work work uh, role uh, bias as opposed to gender bias. What I see. What do you guys think? I see. Yeah, probably so for me too. Well, because you're work mostly with a women. lot of women, yeah, yeah, especially, and so I don't actually work with a lot of men. But um, I did want to say, Mom, you sounds like you run a great meeting. I feel I feel sad that we work in the same organization and I don't get to go to your meetings. She, I would like she doesn't pull you in. She doesn't get you at the table. I'd like to be invited to the table. I'll have to figure out a way to do that. I did just invite your significant other, Kyle, to a meeting about financial aid processes at Concordia Ann Arbor. So he's part of that. Wow, that's good for Kyle. All right, last question. Should people try to figure things out over email if possible rather than call a meeting? Yes, I think so. I mean, I don't, yeah, yes. The answer to yes. that. Hey, yes, Hannah, I want to know, Hannah, I want to know like two words to describe your meeting behavior. Um. Too much. <laughs> what do you mean? I probably talk too much. In the one, especially in the ones that I, or maybe it's uh, jokes around. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we are total comic relief. I definitely sisters. don't fall into a, any kind of gender role that I'm not shy at all to um, just kind of like bring some lightheartedness to the meeting. Same. Um, Does that annoy you, mom? Is there time for meeting? Is there time for jokes in your meetings? Um, yes, there is time for jokes. That would not annoy me. Do you laugh at your own jokes yes. when you lead a meeting? I do. I laugh at my own jokes a lot, and I make jokes. But I would say my two. I'm not as much of a comic relief as you guys are. I think mine are like in, my thing is inquisitory nature. Sometimes to the, <laughs> I know that, you come up with this stuff? I know. I sometimes I just thought about it, but sometimes to my like to my like negative negative like it's not a good thing. Like I will find myself at a meeting saying something like, "How can that possibly be?" 
I, I have a hard time believing that. Like, how is that even possible? Someone explain that to me. And after I say that, I'm just like, wow, that was, that was very like direct and transparent and like probably a question I should have been maybe a little more like not so harsh on. So I, so that's kind of my vibe. I, is, I would say that doubting Debbie over inquisitory nature. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just an example of one question. That's not possible. <laughs> How is that possible? Is How that is I will say in our family, in our family meeting, so we actually all just had a family FaceTime a few days ago. You two probably spoke the most. Oh, wow. Well, you know, we were together. <laughs> oh, I guess you and Kyle were too. Well, Kyle's your partner. I mean, you last Sister Heck episode. If, if, you, <laughs> if you remember. If you remember, he doesn't talk a lot. Yeah, we did. Um, and what was hard about that is our internet was spotty, so... We kept getting cut out. But the other thing is, it is true. And that's where I have to always push that down. When I said about in the meetings about, um, I walk into a meeting that I'm leading and I always tell myself, you are not the important voice here. I have to really rein it in because I will. I will talk too much. I will talk too much. You need to put a little tape on the lips. You might need to do a little tape on the lips. Yes, I know. I know. Okay, so, you know, everyone just, you took us through your peas, and now we all need to know some hacks, um, because we're going to try, <laughs> we're going to try to, you know, now we're all meeting we, so, so often, we have these Zooms and video conferences, so we need to, um, to help out our audience a little bit. What were you going to ask? Since we're focusing on peas, can we call them packs instead of hacks? <laughs> Good one, Mom, but you're not the comic relief. Okay, <laughs> we need you... <laughs> To give us um, a hack for an effective video conference. Um, I would say nothing different than what I've said before is equity in time to speak. And, and, and even if it means that you notice, I think people should be so aware of body positioning. Like when we have these two rooms of Ann Arbor and Wisconsin folks, that you're open in, and that there's facing toward each other as opposed to just facing the people within your room. I will say that in this coronavirus age where we're all Zooming from our homes, I think it's way better between CUAA and CUW than it is when we do when we all go each go to a room on each campus and video conference. I love, I've been loving the Zooming from our homes because again, it, it creates that equity. Should people use the, should people use the comment function? Yes, uh, I agree with that. And oh. you should use the virtual background function. Yeah, I'm gonna try to do that on my next one. Um, do you have a hack for getting out of a pointless meeting? Um, a hack for getting out of the pointless meeting is just pushing my little thing on my computer that says decline. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Love that. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, hack hack. hack for go. helping those helping those leading to work toward efficient and effective meetings. Should they just mind their peas? Mind the peas. And and just just to soften my reply to my other one, I never decline meetings, and I would be offended <laughs> if someone. I'm sure I'm sure people get a meeting invites from me, and they want to decline in the same way because they might think it's meaningless and 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 pointless meetings. So, um, I'm going to soften that response and say. 
um, just go to a meeting. Sometimes there's more out of, coming out of it than you realize. Wow, her meeting her meeting manners are really coming back. That's good meeting manners. Mimi, you do sometimes decline my requests to video chat. That's because you often send me a video chat invite when I'm in the middle of a meeting. That would be not very polite of True. me. True. No, not polite. <clears throat> okay, last hack. Hack toward taking action, especially since we're working remotely and it's easier maybe to not take action instead of just talking about things um, when they're kind of being drug out and you're ready to move on and take action. Yep. It's really just, again, the facilitator leader's responsibility to say, okay, what are we going to do about this? Let's, let's, um, do we need, you know, and I'm, I, Again, I'm pretty collaborative, so I'm always asking for opinions on what others think next step should be. What's the next step? Do we need to meet again? Sometimes that is the next step, unfortunately. But lots of times there's like homework. I'm famous for giving homework. And I will often say, I'm going to set the next meeting. And in the meeting invite, you're going to see the homework for everybody that we talked about. Usually we'll talk about what that homework is. And then I'll reiterate that homework as I set up the next meeting. Again, I have just really these dynamic kind of series of meetings that are generally three to four, five times in length, you know, in terms of numbers of times. And then we go from there. So, Wow. You use a lot of like school language instead of meeting like, you know, homework versus action item. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Speaking of, actually not speaking of anything, let's move on to some hashtags that we thought of for this. Um, I just thought of a couple this morning. Um, hashtag COVID coping. That's what we're doing right now. And hashtag computer virus. Because <laughs> we're hoping <laughs> with all the spreading of the viruses that our computers do not get one. <laughs> That's funny. That's I have one. Thank you, Mom, for just being so open with us. You are our hashtag transparent parent. <laughs> I love that one. I love that and- um, you make things hashtag meaningful. You do. And I know Hannah wouldn't let you call them packs, but I think we could say that, wow, you really packed in the hacks, hashtag <laughs> packing hacks. Thank you. I should like these. Hashtag meaty meetings, hashtag momting, hashtag screen. Hashtag Mimi ting. Mimi, her we grandma name. Thanks so much oh, for being our guest. I sure love you, Mimi. I know that this is just the the audience is gonna love what you had to say. Okay, well, um, I hope I wasn't too like overbearing, but I enjoyed. <laughs> you never are overbearing at all. I enjoyed the conversation, and I enjoyed thinking through what I was going to talk about today, this morning, and I and I appreciate the opportunity to share it. So thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. We'll have you on again next year. More sooner, depending on the quarantine. Yeah, hopefully we'll be out of quarantine by then. (laughs) True, true. All right, everybody, stay healthy, stay safe, and um, we will see you next month. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Sister Hack. For podcast news and updates and some awesome pictures, be sure to follow Hannah and Rachel on Instagram by following at Sister Hack Podcast.